You're listening to Serious Business with Andy Audate. Serious talk on business, marketing, and finance to win in this new economy. In this podcast, every single day, Andy Audate reveals cutting-edge strategies, technologies, techniques, and solutions to exponentially grow your business in the new economy. What's up? It's your boy, C-Rock, and you're listening to the What Are You Made Of podcast with Mike C-Rock, and uh, I got a special guest today, and I'll get into the bio of my man Andy in a second. But before I do that, I want to thank our sponsor, Nations Lending, Home Loans Made Human, keeping the home the human element into the mortgage process of helping people buy homes and finances. And we have all the technology at Nations Lending. I say we because I work at Nations Lending, running a division in the Mid-Atlantic and Southeastern Florida. But I, uh, I say we because I work there. But uh, we have all the technology, but we like to keep the human element and we like to keep the focus on the people. We grow our people that work with us into in better people. And we also, we don't look at our clients, our customers as a number. We keep the human element in it. So shout out to Nations Lending. Shout out to, to the graphic design team, Nick Hollis, Josh, and also Howard in the marketing department and the rest of his team. Thank you guys. Appreciate all of you. And um, so Andy Alday, is that, did I pronounce it right? My man. Yes, you did, sir. All right. So let's start off because I like to do this in the beginning because um, a lot of people listen to some of the podcasts, and I want to make sure we get your podcast, uh, your website out right now. Your your website address is andyalldate.com, right? Andyalldate.com, and that's going to be like okay. more about me, and then the more about the tour, the tour that we're hosting and that we're promoting is our progressionticket.com. But andyalldate.com is a great start. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into that too because I want to hear about that. Um, so Andy, where the the bio that we have, and, and my team can you know they can uh, edit this as well. The bio we have is hold on, Andy Alday forward slash Andy, right? Andyalday.com slash Andy. All right, got it. All right, perfect. All right, let's hear about Andy. Andy is a published author, motivational speaker, and serial entrepreneur. He is widely recognized as an eminent speaker with a delivery that is high energy which fits my mold right, right away, high energy, I love it, and human potential stimulating. Raised in a city of impoverishment and a college dropout with a little formal education, Andy took a path of entrepreneurship, forcing a course of endless self-education that has amounted to his successes. This path has not only allowed him to change his circumstances, but allowed him to effectively communicate the desire to be great to others. He helps entrepreneurs start and scale their businesses, and he hails from the City of Angels, Los Angeles, California. So, yeah, welcome, Andy. Welcome. Hey, man. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm actually, I'm actually from the East Coast, man. Oh, are you? Uh, yeah, I think I saw that up. New England, right? Rhode Island? Yeah, Rhode Island. So, Rhode okay. Island is the smallest state in the, in the country, and I come from the smallest city in the smallest state. Literally, well, what, what I call crabs in a bucket land. Um, Central Falls. Central Falls oh. and Pawtucket, Pawtucket, Rhode Island, both of these cities where I was raised in. Okay, got it. Yeah, so I uh, I lived in Hartford, Connecticut for six months. Uh, I started a business up there, just my wife and I back in the day. And it was like one of the worst winters that Connecticut had seen. And we were coming from a place that had snow once in a while. And we got out of there, man. We got the hell out of there. Six months. I think we went from like August to February. And that was it. We headed back. <laughs> but, uh, I can't one thing imagine is, that, man. You was, like, you was like, baby, 
Do you see 18 inches outside? This is ridiculous, bro. We've been here for 180 days. I got to go. <laughs> nah, it snowed every six, six inches every day, and uh, yeah. I, I'd had enough. And one thing that surprised me about up there, I didn't realize this. I thought Italians, I'm Italian. I got a background Italian, Sirocco. Um, I thought Italians stopped in New York. But when I got to Connecticut, I realized in Providence, Rhode Island, it, it's like Little Italy up there. I couldn't believe it. So uh, no, that's, that's one that, thing that's that surprised facts, me. We got, all this, we got all the spaghetti and pizza shops over there. Yeah, I couldn't believe it, man. So, all right. So here's the thing. What are you made of movement that I started is all about what has happened to you in your life. Not so that you can play a victim role and look back on it and play the why me and this happened to me and I can't go anywhere because of this. But it's to come out as a victor and look back on these events and use it to inspire yourself. Use it to be a role model to others and inspire others to get through tough times, break through barriers. And also, not only that, things go good sometimes. And what do you do at that point? Do you just stay put or do you push to the next level? What do you use in your past to do that? So I believe everyone has a story, Andy. What's your story? So as I look, as I look back when, as I look back as I, as I, like, throughout my experiences in life, what I really do recognize is that a lot of the things that I do today at 24 years old, I, I learned from when I was 12. I learned from experiences at 13. I learned from even experiences at six years old. And, and it's, pain that I experienced, it's challenge that I experienced, it's the love that I received, and using, using that to, to progress me forward and, and propel me as an adult. And so I use pain from my past to propel me forward and, and look at the pain in my past and say, dude, if you can handle that, you can handle this. And, and recognizing also the, the strength that I have in God to really allow me to propel forward. All right. So first of all, what, uh, how old are you right now? 24. 24 years old, man. Come on, man. I wish I, if I had the head on your, the shoulders you have right now, when I was 24, I probably would have the jet already, uh, sitting on a billion, no doubt about it. Um, I'm, I'm a little slow starter, I guess, but, um, you got me by about a dec uh, two decades. So, I mean, I mean, and I've heard that before, realistically, I've heard that before, but I also look at scenarios like with Biggie and Tupac, for example, like they got shot and, and they died at 25 and 24, you know? So, so we yeah. could look at the successes and, and say, okay, the successes or the mindset is, is one way at, at that age and, and I would be here, but hey, maybe because the direction that you took is the reason you're alive or even is the reason that you're at where you're at. Because uh, if it's two decades, then that means you're at, at 44. So that means, but there are people who are homeless at 44 and you, you were sharing with me, you got your wife, you got your kids, you got your dog and you, and you got the, your, your company. And I'm like, I look at that as a profound because the amount of people I, we, my, we, me and my whole entire company talk to on the phone, man, you got 63-year-olds that still haven't figured out their life. Right, right on. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. So tell me, tell me about Rhode Island. Um, is that, that's where you grew up. How long were you there? What age? And, and tell me some experiences that you dealt with growing up. Man, Rhode Island Rhode Island's home to me first and foremost. I love it. I, I, I love Rhode Island. But when I was 21, I, I started resenting home. And I, I was like, yo, I got to get out of here. At uh, some experiences that you that I can kind of visualize and, and see, I was always the person that was kind of keen, keen, k e uh, k e e n. And what I mean by keen is that I was the person that left the club early, recognizing that there was about to be a fight. I was the person that that said, "Hey, those guys, let's not talk to them because I know that they're about some bad stuff. They're about that bad juju." Okay, so so I was keen. 
So I pray, I pray and I'm grateful that I wasn't a victim to much, much violence, but it was definitely around me. I have friends who are in prison. I got people in my phone book that are essentially in prison for the rest of their life. So, I, I mean, I could technically delete their number. But regardless, it's, it's a serious environment that that's where I come from. So what I, what I remember in, in my youth, I remember walking down the street with my, home, with my friends and right in front of me, my friends getting robbed, you know, just right, right then and there. And I'm looking and I'm like, I'm stunned. I'm like, I can't believe this is going down in front of me. I remember situations at a young age, seeing guys get jumped and the blood on the floor, and then the police coming to my door talking about like, did you see something? And you know what happens when you you ain't see, I ain't seen nothing. But I also saw the effect of when you do say, if you you do say like, oh yeah, I did see that thing, and next thing you know, your your name is on paper. So that happened to my family. Your name is on the paper on the document. So that's the type of environment: gunshots, the whole nine yards, stabbings, the whole nine yards. But I saw the, 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 the positive side of, of it and just having friends, essentially, just having friends and going out. But the environment wasn't progressive. The environment was more of saying, hey, we're here, we're just gonna make with the, like, we're just gonna chill and hang out. It wasn't a progressive environment. So once I got around progressive people, that's when I realized what progression was and how to grow. And there's actually a system of leveling up and pushing forward. Yeah, you know, uh, one thing I've noticed, and I, you know, I noticed this back in the day, but, uh, over the last year, I started traveling a lot more. And one of the reasons that I wanted to start growing in southeastern Miami or southeastern Florida in Miami, I love that area, first of all. I love it when you get off the plane. I love the smell. I love the people. I love the culture. But the thing about it, what I realized is, is the people around there were thinking differently than the people where I was from in Maryland. And so, you know, there are some big thinkers in Maryland. Don't get me wrong. But when in, my, in my community in Ocean City, it's small town. You see the same people over and over again. And it starts to get comfortable. You start to get complacent. I mean, for crying out loud, my house and my office are about one to two miles apart. My gym is across the street from my office. My grocery store is right next door to the gym. The golf course I golf at is a couple miles down. So I I stayed on the same street for years. And I started getting complacent and just didn't feel right. So when I started traveling and meeting other people, my mind started opening up. I started stretching. I felt uncomfortable. um, And I started realizing that, this is what it's all about, man. This is what you needed. This is what you need to do. And so that's kind of what you went through uh, from Rhode Island. How, how long uh, old were you when you started traveling or, or when you moved? At 19 years old, someone, well, before 19. So let's look at from birth to 19, I stayed in Rhode Island. Like I didn't, we didn't, we didn't, I didn't go anywhere. You know, so, so you, you're, the, the experience that you shared where it's like that, the gym is right there, that, you know, that, that uh the gym is right there your job is right there you know you you really use your car like to to, to travel a square mile now the city i come from is a square mile just so you know so it's it's, it's a one mile from from one end to the other end and everything you need is in that city so your job your girlfriend everything that you need is in that city in that right. one mile and so you know i don't even know where i had a car because i live in downtown la now and i barely use my car because my office is six minutes away you know right. but when i look at when I started traveling, it was because I started a business at 19. So someone who believed in me suggested that I open up a small business. And I told him, I said, look, dude, I'm, I'm black. I'm overweight. I just dropped out of college. I work at a cell phone store now. I don't think I can open up a business. Like, do you know where I'm from, bro? I'm from, I'm from the fucking hood. Like, do you know where I'm from? And he was, he was like, he was like, dude, I believe in you. And you're so good at selling cell phones, man. You should open up your own cell phone store. So at 19, I opened up my cell phone store. I had just enough money that I saved in like one of the college accounts that I was dripping money to every week that ended up being just enough to open up a store. I opened up that first store. I 
sold enough cell phones. I opened up a second store. Within a year and a half, I had four locations and 14 people working for me. I then did the math. I made my first million dollars by 21. I took that money. I, well, since we're talking about the shit that really happened, I was at a gas station. So I, I used to drive different cars every single week. Every new, every seven days, I got a new car. I got an Audi. I got a, I got a, I got a, I got a Ford a Taurus. I got a Ford Explorer. Like I'm, I'm just changing cars left and right every week. I'm at, I'm at the gas station and. As I'm, when I pull up to the gas station, I'm pumping gas. A car pulls up, and it's somebody I knew from from high school. And he's like, "Hey man, I see you doing good, man. I see you doing well, man. You know, you know, you, you got homegirl working for you. You got that girl because I hire people from school. So you got that person working for you. You got that person. I see you, man. Now I know that his friend just got uh, indicted for with with murder a couple of days prior. His other friend is in jail because he pulled out a gun while they were on the highway. So they got. So I, that's who he surrounds himself with and I knew that energy wasn't in alignment with the type of energy that I wanted to be around and it's because of the crabbins in a bucket area I just said hey I gotta get out of here right right and you you mentioned that you had you you were keen you had a sixth sense is what you're saying right or or spidey spidey sense (laughs) spider-man's one of my favorite uh superheroes but uh spidey sense right and you realize these things and like and I'll let you get back to that point in a second but when that happens so many people fall victim to the 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 people like you said the crabs in a bucket pulling them back in and they don't want to be they don't want to be uh for lack of a better term Mr. Goody Two Shoes or Mr. Mr. Motivational Speaker guy oh you want to be like that and then they back off their dreams and then they fall back into the basket Mm. like you're talking about right and we got to, you and I, and a lot of us have to get together. We have to unite. We got to get the word out to young people as early on as possible that they need to claw, scrape, claw, whatever they got to do to get out of that bucket. Don't worry about what people think. Know what the right thing is to do and commit to it and go for it and get out of the, get out of the damn basket. And that, that's something that you did, thank God. Um, but so many people fall victim to that. I've seen it. I fell victim a little bit to myself as I was a younger kid. And, uh, you know, I want to teach people like I'm, I'm, I'm on a mission with this to teach people to just not worry about what people think, man. So, yeah, I want to point that out. No, that's powerful. That's a powerful point of view. And, 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 and to, be, to, be, to be quite frank, that's, that's like what, what I call fact um, with what you shared about, hey, not not think, caring about what people think. I think what happened with me is sales. Uh, sales gave me a tremendous amount of confidence to do whatever the fuck I wanted to do. Um, and I'm teaching, you know, people, my staff, the same thing where it's experiencing confidence in sales. When I see someone who's coming, who comes into my company is very timid, is very shy and they're coming out I'm like, Oh, what's going on, man? How you doing? And I, and I see that turnaround. I'm like, dude, do you know who you were two months ago? Right. But it did that for me. I was very shy. I was very timid, but sales, when I sold them cell phone stores, that gave me confidence. And then, so as I grew my business and that gave me even more confidence that I said, Hey man, I'll leave here. I'll become successful and wherever I go. So I went to my friend, my friend's house, who was a positive friend of mine. And I went to him. I said, look, man, I don't, I don't want to be here no more. And he said, what are you talking about? I said, you want to do something crazy in 2016, bro? I said, he said, what do you want to do? I said, let's move. He said, where do you want to move to? I said, I don't know. Uh, Los Angeles. Like that's the first thing that came into my mind. I said, Los Angeles. I don't know. Like, Really? I, if I said if I had I said Phoenix, it would have been Phoenix. Had I, had I said Vegas, it would have been Vegas. I just said we just gotta go, bro. And then and then he was like, he was like, when do you want to leave? I said, bro, I got a lease that ends on one of the stores. That ends the last lease that ends on one of the stores is April something. I said let's leave that same day, bro. 
Let's leave. I'm going I'm to close all the stores. I'm going to transition all the employees out. I already know who I'm going to send them to. Don't worry about it, bro. I'm going to transition out. And then, you know, I was still swapping cars out, like still swapping cars out. And I was just, I was just like, hey, it's time to make a move. So I Hold up, hold up, hold up. So I know my audience is going to wonder about this. Why are you switching cars out? And, and <laughs> well, were you leasing them? Were you buying them and just trading them in, losing <laughs> money every time? Like No, no. What happened was, what happened was, uh, so I had a, I had a black on black Honda Accord, and you know, to, in that area, bro, black on black. I still got a black on black Honda, but but in that hair area, like to have the tinted windows, black car, black, like everything, that was like you up, like like you, you know yeah. you doing well. Yeah. So so I what happened was the transmission blew out on it on the car, and then I said, hey, I got two choices: do I get a new car or do I fix it? And then I went to go rent out a car. I want to go rent out a car at this spot, but when I when I went to go to like Enterprise and Hertz and those big because I was so young, there's actually a, a twenty five dollar fee every day that you rent out the car. Yeah, and I just felt some type of way about paying an extra twenty five dollars. I, you know, I had the money. I was like, why why are you going to charge me extra? And I took right. it all real right. personal, man. I took it right. like, so why are you going to charge me? So I, so I went to a play like a hole in the wall spot spot, and when I went there, I ended up building a relationship with the guy and the guy was like, yo, he was like, Hey man, you can have a car whenever you want. And so I was paying about, I don't know, a thousand to $2,000 a month and just, just rental cars, just rental oh, cars. Okay. And he wasn't charging oh. me the fee. That's good. And good so, have connections. so made the connections, but other people were like, dude, you're stupid. Cause, cause that first Honda that I had, it was like three grand or two and a half grand. That's how much these cars were. You know, I'm talking about yeah. 2005 car, like, yeah, yeah, two and a half grand for a car. So I, instead of me buying a car, I just said, "Hey, one of the reasons why is because I knew that like there was this woman, there was this people, these uh, employees that I was firing, and they get aggressive. Like if you take their job away, they get aggressive. And it ended up happening where she ended up trying to go find my car to go smash the windows, but she couldn't find it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so but but realistically, realistically, so so when these events started taking place, I said, you know what, I'm not I'm not buying a car. I'm not buying right. a car. Right. So I kept on renting out cars. And then at the end of the, when, I, when it was time for me to move, I went to him. And I said, hey, man, I'm ready to buy a car. And I just gave him five grand for the car, for, for a car. Yep, gotcha. And then, and then you guys headed to LA. Just to, what kind of business did you start when you went there to, to start with? So I, I get to LA. Now, here's the, the jacked up experience. I'm so mad that I even I did this. In running the cell phone businesses, my day-to-day was literally me looking at my camera because every store had a camera. So me waking up, literally, my day starts at 10 o'clock in the morning. I swipe up on, on, on the camera, and I see the stores open. If the store wasn't open, I call the manager. Joe, manage all the stores. So I said, yo, Joe, the store's not open. Oh, he's like, ah, I'm on it. And if the employee didn't show up, he had to show up. So, so I, don't, I wasn't working. I was just calling shots. But I'm telling you, like, we, I was raking in, rake, I was rake, raking in, okay? Yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then so this laurel, this resting on my laurels, creeped in when I came to California because I hadn't worked in so long. I hadn't actually, I didn't actually sold anything. I was just telling people what to do. I wasn't selling. You stay, yeah, you didn't stay in the trenches a little bit. I didn't stay in the Keep trenches, but that short, was the right? worst mistake, man. I promise you in my lifetime, I won't, I won't do that. I don't know if, if I will ever do that, but cause, cause it hurts so bad therefore after. So when I got to Cali, I'm still re- resting on my laurels and, and I'm not selling because I came to Cali with so much dough. Then, and it was all in different accounts. I had money on all different accounts, different institutions. So, so then at that point, I was like, yo, man, um, what am I, how do I make money? 
I don't know how to. Like, so I go back in the cell phone store. I'll tell you this, this story, Mike. I feel like your your podcast is kind of raw, is it? Of course. Yeah, you look like a kind of raw person, like to be honest. So that's why I'm kind of I'm kind of going straight for uh-huh. because some uh-huh. of the podcasts I'd be like, oh, you know, hello, nah. how are you? <laughs> you know, no, 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 no. So so what happened was I came to Cali. Now I don't I'm not doing anything for a couple of months. I'm 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 actually just like chilling, chilling, and I don't have any relationships. So I'm out spending money, going taking trips, right? Doing a bunch of nonsense. So I said, hey, you know what? It's time for me to do something with my time. I actually started writing a book called Semi-Retired, uh, Semi-retired at 21 because I wasn't doing anything. I just had, right. I was just living off my savings. So I went to Cricket Wireless. Cricket Wireless is a cell phone dealership. And I went and I showed them my, my resume, essentially. Not my real resume, but I showed them, like, yo, this is what I've done. This is what I did. And I, obviously, I got the job. So they're like, hey, what we want you to do is come back on Monday for the fill out the paperwork. I said, okay, no problem. That weekend. I'm telling you, I haven't smoked in a long time, okay? Mm-hmm. That weekend, somebody pulls out a blunt. I'm like, yo, it's been a while since I've done that, man. Yo, let's take a hit. I'm like, man, I'm high, I'm chilling. Monday comes around. They say, hey, okay, great, Andy. Great, welcome to the team. We're going to have you run these locations. I'm like, all right, great. Lock me in, lock me in. Lock me in. And they're like, hey, uh, we just need you to do a quick quick drug test, you know, you know, quick urine test, nothing. I said, got him. Yo, but I, listen, listen, sir, I, I don't do it anymore. It's been a long time since I've done it. I, it was just one time. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, he was like, we have to follow protocol, man. I'm sorry. We have to follow protocol. Should you do the, should you do the test? I said, nah, I know I'm going to come back positive. Don't, don't, don't do the test. Right, right, right. And, and I left. That was probably the best thing. I, I think that was God telling me because had I gone that direction, I probably wouldn't be doing this. I'd probably be like, you know, like a regional or own cell phone stores again. Right. So I'm, I think God actually that situation happened. So then, so then I go back to the to, to my house. I'm like, I need a job. I need to do something. So I get I go online and I and I type in literally millionaire mentor. I'm just like, I'm Craigslist millionaire mentor. Like I'm hoping for the best. You know, you'd be crazy. You know, I had there was this one guy who owned a, a bunch of copiers in a copier. He owned the copier dealership. He made his million million that way. And he had a training called Millionaire Mentor or Millionaire Mindset. And so I go there and I said, can I have a job here? And they're like, it's door-to-door sales. I'm like, man, my ego's so high. I'm like, man, I can sell anything, man. I, I sold cell phones. I own the cell phone stores, man. Right, I can sell right. anything. And they're like, okay, great. So I, I, I do my interview. I'm like, man, this is my background. I'm 21 right now. And this is what I've done. And how are you, sir? So my ego is so high. Then, then he's like, okay, great. I tell you what, you got the job. They put me out into the field. The manager, who is like a great friend to me now, still to this day, but the manager back then, he took me out to the field and he, he made me go through the trenches. Like we're talking about door to door in the hot summer. I have to wear my suit, the nice shoes, the whole nine yards. And I'm walking on dirt. I'm walking on dog shit. I'm, I'm going door to door saying, you want to buy a copier? And we're getting kicked out of the office. Like, Get out of here. I'm like, yo. But I'm good though. Like, you know where I come from? Like, you think you think a little old lady gonna yell at me, son, get out of here, it's gonna scare me? And he, so he's like, I'm very impressed. The manager's looking, I'm very impressed. I'm like, man, let's go, let's go get this money, man. What are you talking about? What are you talking about so much? <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, oh. so they gave me the job. I, I, I ended up hit, breaking a, work, a record, right, in the company. I'm the first, in the, my first month, making X amount of, I think it was like $6,000 in revenue, like to, in the first 30 days, because usually you make a deal in 90 days. Let me tell you something for your people that are listening. 
they had a, what we called, uh, we called it Puerto Rico. It was an inside joke because if you're great at sales, if you did great at sales, one of the guys who was constantly grading, getting good at sales, getting sales, it was a time he took off and went to Puerto Rico. And the, the owner said, hey, the reason why he's going to Puerto Rico is because he sold machines. He hit his quota. So if you right. want to go to Puerto Rico, hit your quota. So we call that Puerto Rico. So then I start, it was in three weeks, I hit my sale, my target. I'm in, I'm in Puerto Rico, technically. I'm, I'm having my time off. So the manager calls me. He didn't hit his quota to have his subordinates, which included me. Hit, so he didn't hit his target yet. So he calls me. He says, Andy, are you coming to work today? I said, nah, man, I'm in Puerto Rico. I hit my quota. I know you didn't hit yours, and you need me to help you, help you hit yours, but I don't really know you like that. I, I, man, I ain't in Puerto Rico. Let me tell you something, man. I, had, I thought I had this plaque coming for my name. This plaque, it says Andy R. Dates. It, it literally would be in that company for the rest of the, the, the company's life. It was, that, plaque would, that plaque would be on the wall still to this day. And that's from three, uh, four years ago. Within the last week, two days before the end of the month, I get a call. And I'm like, what's going on? Hey, man, we hired a new, a new hire. And, bro, in one week, this guy went out in the trenches, bro. Not, by the grace of God, somehow, he brought in three deals. You brought in two. I said, what? I said, so he gonna get the he gonna get the he gonna get the the, the plaque? And he's, he's like, yeah, man, that's what that's what you're pacing. We got a couple of days left in the in the month. I'm like, oh shoot! So I put on my suit. I drove right to Orange County. I go door to door. I'm knocking on doors, pounding the doors. And the end of the month comes. I missed it literally by one machine. Like it wasn't even the machine. It was by revenue. So I missed it by a few dollars in revenue. And I'm just like, man, that was so close. And I relaxed. So close to success. And I relaxed, thinking I was coasting by, and I got burnt by somebody who was brand new that that just started. Lesson is. What you say? I said, "What is the lesson from that?" Man, yo, don't relax, bro. I'm fucking done relaxing. Oh my god, I'm done relax. Like, like why, why relax, bro? Do you know how painful it is to see uh -huh. your, like what you thought was supposed to be yours, and then relax, and then and then I, I relax. I ended up relaxing, resting on my laurels. Therefore, after. So, so I quit that job because I was like, yo, door to door, it's hard. It's sales, it's hard. That job is why I'm able to close the deals that I'm able to close now. That job, like, it's the mindset of doing whatever the fuck it takes to get a deal, whatever it, whatever it takes to get what you want. And that's how I transitioned to become speaking because I, there was an opportunity to go on tour with Les Brown and I, and, I, and I did whatever it took based off the principle of bandwidth, B-A-N-W-I-T, by any means, whatever it takes. So Les Brown going on tour as a motivational speaker, the number one motivational speaker. He's going on tour. I kept on going and saying, give me a chance, give me a chance, give me a chance, give me a chance, until they either bought in or I, I, I just want to stop. So it's buy or die at that moment. Right, right. Yeah, so here's the thing, man. One of the things that people don't realize, I think it's a, they get comfortable, right? And it, well, comfort can be, it's subjective. It can be, you know, having enough money just to get by. It can be having enough money that – Really, you can't get by, but you just you got enough credit cards or something that, that you're stacking debt on, and but you're still eating. It could be that you're you have plenty of money and you're just sitting back, like you said, resting on your laurels, but you're comfortable or complacent. The problem is, is that no matter how good or how bad you're doing, you will always go down like this if you let up. It's yeah. it's just a mat. It's a fact of life, and people need to realize that, and people need to really figure out what they want in a perfect world, if they could actually have anything that they want and it would actually happen, 
figure it out and write that down. And I was talking to one of my mentors, Brandon Dawson, the other day, and Brandon told me, he said, he asked people that question. What if, if you had two or three things that you could have and it would actually happen in a perfect world, what would they be? And he said 95% of the people said the same, same exact answer. Do you know what that is? Any guess? Was it more money? Nope. I don't know. I don't know. And so why people aren't doing better than they should be doing? Why are they not doing you know, financially, emotionally, physically? It's because they don't know what they want. And so first of all, we have to figure out what we want. And you did that. We have to figure out what we want in life. We have to write it down. We have to commit to it. We got to sell out, like you said, by any means necessary, right? It's, and it's, not, it's, it's life or death. Like, can you imagine if you're underwater and you need a breath, what you would do to get to the top of the water? That's how we have to operate, man. We should be operating our life like that, our relationships like that, our work like that, you know, with our kids. I mean, all that stuff should be like, I need a breath, man. I need a breath. I need food. And if you do that and you can get that set in your mind that way, sky's the limit. Right. Ain't nothing stopping you. So that, that, that goes to like how hungry you are, man. Like, like how hungry I, like, like I know, like, for example, like in, in my life, the amount of times that people have been telling like, yo, take some time off, take some work, take some days off of work and, and relax or whatever. I'm like, why? Why would I do that? If, I, if I'm determined to, to win, if I'm determined to make my, to experience freedom, I'll take, I'd rather take off two months. If I want to take some time off, let me take off two months if I want to take who, some time off. Who are the people that tell you that? That's oh, what you got to look at. Hey, are they, are they you, more successful or harder workers than you? No, nah, neither. It's my mom that's telling me. It's, it's people who, who work nine to five that are telling me. And like the nine to five system t- says that, hey, Saturday is off, Sunday is off, right. Monday through Friday between these hours you're working. And I'm like, I'm like well, a man created that, that system, right? If I want to build something, I want to say, hey, I want to take two months off. I want to get to a point where I can say, hey, I'm taking two months off and not even picking up my call. And I know everything's going. Right, right. Like a machine, like a like snowball. A machine, exactly, yeah. Like I, so, but that's so a one, choice. That's a choice, Mike. That's a thing. I, mm-hmm. I'm, trying to say, I'm trying to share with the audience here, yo, your people. That's a choice. Hey, it's a choice to take that time off. So, so, so hey, when I, the first couple of, the first, I think the first eight months, I didn't take time off on, my, on the cell phone business. But I was then when it was time for me to travel, I said, "Hey, let's go to Vegas, man." I'm taking. I took my right hand man to Vegas. I'm like, "Bro, the business is running fine. Let's go to Vegas." Hey, man. Hey, let's go to L.A. Hey, man. Let's go to Florida. And we we start traveling. And I'm talking about we young bucks because we can. We we grind it every every day. So some people are just like, "Hey, I'm gonna relax. I'm gonna relax." And they right. get to the door. They get to the. I think they get to the door of success. Like, and I'm I'm fearful to get to the door of success and say, "You know what? Let me relax a bit." Yeah, and, and I, then, I, I, I stop. I stop, and then the treadmill of life takes me backwards. Right, exactly. That's that was good. That was good. Exactly, man. I think Grant Cardone calls it gravity pulls you down. Oh, so one thing, one one thing I think, and I, this is what for me personally, people that listen to my show know, people that know my story know. I was 11 years old. My dad crumpled up a hundred dollar bill, threw it at me, said I was going to need it when I was living on the streets one day, um, just because I decided to move in with my mom. Um, that's an event, and I think everybody has an event in their life that they can use. They got to find it though. But that's the event that keeps me hungry and keeps me going. And then Saturday or Sunday or whatever day it is, I don't Christmas. I was looking for something to do, productive. Mm. 
Mm. I mean, this Christmas, or this Christmas, or this past, this past Christmas. I'm like, I'm sitting there on my phone. I'm like, man, is anybody working? Let's let's get some let's get something going, man. And I I, I think I put a story up on Instagram, like, hey, anybody else? Am I just crazy or weird? Anybody else want to do something to help improve their business themselves or some help other people right now? Like, I got I got an itch. I can't help it, but I can't let my dad win. That's one thing, whether it's good or bad. That's one thing that I always keep over and over again. Now you ain't gonna win. I'll show you. I'm gonna be better than you. I'm gonna be a better father. I'm gonna be a better husband. I'm gonna be a better businessman. I'm gonna have my money right. I'm gonna be better than you. Now I use that all the time. But the other thing is, is that I want to help other people that we're giving up on. And the only way that I can, well, there's a lot of ways, but the one reason, one way that I know I can help people when I was 11 years old, when I made that commitment to help other people that have been given up on, is to be a role model to show them that someone that was given up on by their father can't be stopped and yeah. you can do the same thing. And so that's why, that's what, where my story comes from. And that's what I go back on to dig upon. And then that's not the only story I have. I have many in my life. Uh, and, and I know like if, if people look back at their life, life, whether it's 24, 25 years old, 40 years old, it doesn't matter. There's one or five events that you can thrive off of and just got to sit down, get in some place an hour with a pen and a paper and just go back in your life and start from year one that you can remember. I don't know if it's year one, but it might be year five that you can remember and just start thinking about things that happen and then what you learn from them and the fact that you made it through those things. Yep. Right? That's, you know, I, I was just reminded of a situation. Um, the, the, the Les Brown, motivational speaker, uh, worked, worked for people like Tony Robbins and such. He's the one who mentored me. And there's a story that he has about when he was younger, he was walking by uh, an old man's house and the dog was moaning. And it's like, uh, uh, uh. And, and then the, so Les goes to the owner. He's like, why is he, why is the dog moaning? And then the guy, the the, the owner said, oh, he's, he's laying down on a nail. And the, 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 he, said, he said, the dog is laying on a nail. And Les was like curious, like, why doesn't the dog move? Oh, I mean, it hurts, but it doesn't hurt that bad enough for it to move. Right. And I was like, damn. So you, talk, you call it events. I call it painful, the, the painful experience that took place. Right. There was, there was painful times where, where in my past, as I look back and I say, hey, I don't ever want to go back there. Yep. And and it, and it has to do with finances. Like I'm talking about going. Like I can't. The heat is not on because we can't afford the nine hundred dollar oil. I'm talking about. I didn't know anything better than ramen noodles. So when I came to California and I had Fleming Steakhouse where it's like fifty dollars a steak, I'm like, yo, this food is different, man. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about. I this like this. Good. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking. Yo, let's go to Fleming's, man. Let's go. You know, let's go. Let's, let's go down to to Mastro's and and, uh, and or Maestro's in Beverly Hills. Man, I took a girl out on a date there, and we. I'm like, yo, you like you like this? And she's like, yeah. I said, me too. You ever hey. had you ever oh. had that, that good steak? Oh yeah. man, hold up, hold up. So here's here's something that I was thinking <laughs> about recently. I want to go into high schools, and I don't know how we got to, we got to do this. Figure us out, do it, uh, so we don't get into trouble with our words. But we need to go and and for guys and girls, but like I can only speak from a guy, but. We need to teach the kids to stop chasing the opposite sex until they get themselves right and their money right. Because one, that's the main problem. A lot of people like get held up by the, all they can think about is, is women, let's say. Oh, man. And, and you start that hormones start kicking in with a puberty in high school and all that. And then they start thinking about that all the time. And it's all about where's the party at? Where's this? Where's that in school? What's she wearing? Oh, check that out. And you remember that, right? I do. And then so then you're not thinking like we're thinking now about, hey, how can I help people? How can I solve problems? How can I get my money right? 
Because when you do that first, you're, you're ahead of me. Like I said, I, I'm learning from my mistakes. If I would have done that at a younger age and got my money right, and I'm not saying I'm not happy where I am right now because God, uh, God blessed me with an awesome wife. I don't even know how, how I'm so blessed. She's beautiful on the outside, but even beautiful on the inside. I got two beautiful kids. But I'm not talking about myself necessarily for that part. But I see it too often with people that they, they focus on chasing, chasing the opposite sex, dating, all this other stuff. They don't focus on what they need to focus on first. And if they did do that, one, they'd be more stable. They'd have their stuff together and a head start. But the other thing is, is there's a bigger selection of, of people. And I'm not talking about like, you can, that's what I'm saying. You got to be careful of your words. I'm not talking about hotter girls or better, but quality of people to have a relationship with. Yeah. Because you're you know, not as desperate to just get into a relationship and you don't just take the first person that shows you some attention. You have a choice and you can choose a quality. What I mean by quality is somebody like has a good head on their shoulders and they're going to treat you right and they're not going to blame everything on you. They're not going to nag, you know, all those kind of things that come along with relationships. So, I like that. I like that. And, and, I, and I really think back, you know, I'm doing, I am doing a high school tour. So if you want to get involved, man, let's, 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 let's lock and load on that. Um, in, the North, in the Northeast region. So I'm hosting a, a seminar conference called the Progression Conference. It's a one-day business event where I'm taking it. I, took, I did it in Los Angeles. It transforms people's lives. It gives people access to the idea of how to make more money system by system, as well as relationships and mentorship. So for the people that are interested, progressionticket.com. Now, during that tour, we're doing 13 states, uh, 13 cities from the East Coast to the West Coast. And we're going to be doing uh, Philadelphia, New York, and, Philadelphia, and Providence, Rhode Island in one week. And during that one week, there's going to be a, a break in between each event. So like Tuesday is Philadelphia, then Thursday is, 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 uh, is New York. And in between that break, we're going to do the high school tour. We're going to do high schools. So if you want to get involved, man, definitely come through and we'll, we'll figure out how to fit you in. But however, I think it's because lack of purpose, lack of determination. Like, what are you hungry? When I was in high school, which was, you know, to some people, it's like, oh my gosh, you were in high school six years ago or, 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 or seven years ago? And it's like, yeah, but... That's my age, but I had wisdom. When I was in that, during that time, my mindset was on the hustle. I was figuring out how to make money. I was figuring out my purpose, like why am I on this planet? So my friends looked at me weird when, when, I, was, when I, wasn't, I wasn't as interested. In, like I had girlfriends I dated, but I wasn't as interested in chasing women and chasing multiple women as my friends were. I wasn't interested in partying. So, but it all made sense when I gave them a job a couple of years later. Right, 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 right. Yeah, there's an isolation feeling that comes when you start focusing and getting committed on something. And, and like you said, the crabs start pulling you down, but there's, a, there's an isolation feeling. I remember, so you said your mentor is Les Brown, is one of your mentors. My mentor is Grant Cardone. And, um, you know, I wear the 10X hat proudly. I, I, don't like to, I don't like to promote other people as far as just their brand and all that unless they've done really something to change my life. And mm -hmm. something that helped me, and, and if I can help them in any way, I'll run through a brick wall. Because when, when Grant, and I found Grant, I found a couple of other people like Brandon Dawson, like I said, but he gave me, he gave me the, the uh, legitimacy on my, my commitments that I had. Because everybody else I was looking around me looked at me like I was crazy. Um, some of the, like I'm an animal, man. I go hard. A lot of people can't keep up with me. So my activities and all, what, what have you at work. but. When I felt so isolated and alone and doing that sometimes, but Grant gave me the okay to be like that, if you know what yeah. I mean. And that's something that uh, – that's the biggest, I think, thing that from a mentor point of view that, that, that I got 
was the okay to do that or the, um, the validation. That's the word I was looking for, the validation. And when I had that validation, son, let me tell you, that was about a year, a year ago. Man, it's been, I got a podcast, I got a book coming out. Our company set six records this year. You're not supposed wow. to break six monthly records in a year. It's not supposed to happen. We did that. Um, there's so much stuff happening now that I had that validation. So I want to encourage people, if you're listening to this show and you're committed to something and you want to make something happen and you're focused and everybody else around you is looking at you like you're crazy and they're discouraging you or they're saying negative things, I am giving you the validation right now coming from Grant, from me, to make it happen. Don't let anybody tell you uh, otherwise. Don't let them talk you out of it. You push through. When you hear negative or somebody says something to you other than what you are committed to, push harder. Use it as fuel. No, that's powerful. That, that guy, that guy, Grant, that you, that you were talking about, man, you know, he, he's your mentor. And he, he's the one who, I, I'm with you on the same page. Like, he, it, I got permission. Because it was like average people were around me telling me, like, don't do that. Don't do this. So I'm, I'm battling the internal, there's an internal battle taking place where it's like, hey, I want to be successful. I want my, my, to, to be in complete, complete control of my life. Like I, I don't want to, to worry about finances. You know, I want to be able to take care of my mom if I want to take care of my mom. I want to be able right, to travel right. if I want. So, so I had, I had dinner with him and he was the one that was like, hey man, like, like you're asking too little from, 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 from my ass. Cause I was charging $299 for coaching at the time. This was a couple of years ago. I was charging $299 for coaching. And I was like, oh, I, you know, I guess because I'm 22 at the time, I, like, I should only not be charging a lot. And then he said, yeah, increase your ask. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go. So I went and asked somebody for five grand. And that person, I was originally going to ask them for two, 299 That person, and at that time I was struggling, struggling financially. Mm-hmm. That person, now it took confidence. Here's the key right. determining factor for all of this. Because people will take this, what I'm sharing with you, and they're going to go and do it, and they're going to do it lacking confidence. Right. I sat at that Starbucks table, and I said, look, you want to work with It's five grand. Five, no, it's 5000 And I knew then, well, like a couple, of minutes, a couple of days ago, I just proposed someone else at two ninety nine. But I said, it's five grand. And then she went around, and she said, you know what? I'm getting a loan. And that day, she, she got a loan, and she paid me the five grand. Then she went her to her boyfriend, and, he, and he, uh, she said to him, hey, babe, you got to sign up with Andy. So... 10 grand that weekend. Then that weekend. Then on that Tuesday, I had met a dude, and the dude wanted my, my experience, my training, and I would have charged him 299 I said, hey, man, six grand. I, I went from five to six. You know, I was like, I, was like, I, was like, I want to go up, but not, not too far up, you know? Yeah, so I went from five, five, five to six. And then, so he said, oh, six grand, that's a lot of money, Andy. I said, you're damn right, that's a lot of money. How bad you want this? And he said, right. okay, let's do it. Sixteen grand in a couple of days. I said, "Oh my god, I couldn't pay rent a couple of, a couple of weeks ago, man." And I just made sixteen grand. Sixteen grand. So, so man, that's 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 the type of progression that you want to experience. So, once I experienced that, man, now I share that with other people. I share with other people how to, as well as how to make you know how to make six figures at least so, in a year. So, on that note, on that note, which I love because you got to have confidence and just ask, just ask, and, and you, you shall receive. That's 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 a great point but <laughs> what's like that, like that. what's the uh so you pl- you've been plugging the tour what anything else you want to throw out there and how how can people get in touch with you yeah andy uh andy andy a-u-d-a-t-e however really check out this event progression ticket.com what i've been sharing with you today as far as bandwidth as far as getting this understanding of going to the next level as far as success as far as mentorship the progression conference encompasses all of that 
the reason I bring successful, I have successful millionaires and billionaires in my phone book. I call them up and I say, hey, I got an opportunity for you to share your story and give back. So they speak on my stage. And I allow people in the audience to have access to those people. And I make it intimate enough where there's opportunity to create a relationship. So there's people who came to my, who came to my event. Within three days, they quit their job and start a business. And that business is thriving because of the type of people that's in that environment. It's what, what I call it, it's a family. About, I would say so far in, the, in this experience, just in this experience, people in the last year from this tour, I would have 15 people who have reached out to me and say, hey, because of your event, I'm no longer doing this. Who reach out to me. Yeah, now there's maybe. a greater percentage of people that don't even tell me. Because it was like, for example, one guy who said, Andy, I totally forgot the reason I even quit my job was because of that one speaker on your stage. But it's been, it's been eight months and I've just been going at it and I'm, I'm, I'm producing all this money now. I'm changing my life. And I forgot the key, the seed took place at your event. That's what the Progression Conference did to me. Thank you, Andy. I just wanted to let you know after eight months, my life has completely changed. And I said, man, this is why I'm expanding it, giving people access. The Progression Conference is unlike no other event in the world. I'm going to tell you right now something, and this is up, obviously up to you, but, and I don't know when it's going to be. I'm making a commitment right now. I'm writing it down because this is what I do for my goals. I'm going to get involved with that, and I'm going to help, I'm going to help propel it and uh, do it everything I can uh, because I love the mission of it. So uh, I, want, I want to help out any way I can, man. Uh, Let's lock a load, Mike. Look, man, like we, it's people like you and I, and I'm really connected. I feel, I, as soon as I, the, the, the screen popped up and I saw you, I was like, man, because we do about like 30 podcasts a month, man. So we, right. we, we're, we're doing a lot of communication. I do too. Uh, so I know what you're talking about. I get it. So, so when I seen you, I was like, I was like, yo, this dude, this dude chill. This, this, I like, I like this guy. I don't know what it is. Nah, we can, we can, but I felt we, can we can make some big things happen, man, for sure. No doubt about it. Uh, but listen, I'm glad I had you on the show I, again, and uh, thank you so much for for everything that you put in here. And we'll we'll do this again. We'll talk about you know some more topics because we've been going on for a long time. And uh, I just want to thank you. Wish you a happy New Year. Uh, this will probably air in 2020, but obviously we're recording it prior. And uh, if there's anything I can ever do for you, man, just reach out. Stay connected. We'll talk after the show. And uh, everyone, just hit up Andy, man. Lock a low, man. Bandwidth, by any means, whatever it takes, go after what it is that you truly desire to support you in your progression. Thank you, Andy. You've been listening to the What Are You Made Of with Mike C-Rock podcast. Thank you for listening. And we will be back next time with some more content to take you to the next level.